Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Seventh Inning Stretch. Thanks for uh, jumping on here with us. Uh, we had a little hiccup yesterday, uh, some personal stuff going on for me, so uh, we didn't get a chance to jump on last night. So here we are back uh, tonight and uh, taking the place as my co-host tonight. We have Logan back with us on uh welcome back to the seventh inning stretch and hopefully everybody knows logan already from his previous days here but in case you don't that is logan and he is awesome and it's going to be fun so oh, welcome. That, was, that was my nickname in high school logan the awesome anyways <laughs> no uh but yeah i'm glad to be back two twice i mean i mean I, you guys must really like me it's been a while yeah you're not you're not bad we enjoy it Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and then we got uh, Adam down in the comments there already. What's up, Adam? Glad to have you with us as well. Um, so we are going to jump into today is the first night. We have meaningful baseball today. Uh, so I am very excited uh, that we get to set spring training aside a little bit and talk a little bit of World Baseball Classic games that actually count and matter and pride and all that jazz. Um, so we got our first game kicking off in about an hour, uh, with Cuba and the Netherlands. So that will be super fun. Uh, I am a huge world baseball classic fan. Uh, it is probably my favorite, uh, baseball thing out there, uh, in the world. I, I love spring training. I said in my show thinking baseball this past week, that spring training is kind of my favorite, like experience, like ballpark experience. Uh, but the world baseball classic is probably my favorite baseball. Like it's one of those things when I was a player, like, I mean, it wasn't the world baseball classic back then it was the Olympics. Right. But, uh, I always had the thing of like, I would rather win an Olympic gold medal than a world series me personally. So, really? uh, it is, it is high on my list. I love the, uh, pride of playing for your country. I love seeing all the other countries in it and how uh, just their culture uh, applies to baseball in terms of how they play the game, how much fun they have, all that. Uh, so those are kind of my first thoughts jumping into the WBC. Logan, what's kind of your opinion of the World Baseball Classic in general? Well, I mean, to me, it was never really a big deal until like the last World Baseball Classic as our uh, especially on the American side, because I mean, if you think about the World Baseball Classic, I mean, Adam Jones's catch uh, was yeah. probably the quintessential highlight of anything. And you know, Maddie V in the background singing Santa Maria, and it was, it was just the greatest. <laughs> I mean, that got me hooked on the World Baseball Classic. And so seeing it be more um, appreciated and talked about this year is uh, pretty cool. And I think it's going to. I think the outreach for it, because it's not just like a regular season. You got to, it's a tournament and you got to actually pay attention and you got to do, uh, you got to do well. So it's not like if you're a new fan, you will appreciate the world baseball classic. And it's like the all-star team, all-star game for everybody. So yeah. Like, and if you don't root for America, then fuck you. No, <laughs> we don't want you here. Yeah, uh, no, go back to where you're coming from. No, it, it's a lot of fun. So I, so I have a little story before we jump into like predictions and like kind of what we're looking forward to and whatnot. So I went to the first uh, World Baseball Classic uh, when they were playing when Team USA was playing in uh, Anaheim. 
And so I was uh, in college at the time and I was uh, talking with a buddy. We were hanging out at his, at his apartment and we were like, we were literally just sitting there doing nothing. And we're like, hey, the World Baseball Classic starts tomorrow. Like, that's kind of fun. We're both big baseball guys. And we're like, well, shoot, we're here. We're in Arizona. And so we're like, well, it's like a five and a half hour drive. Like, let's just go. Like, ought to be young again, right? Like, <laughs> we were just like, we were sitting around doing nothing. And we're like, let's go see Team USA play. Like, it's in Anaheim. It's only five and a half hours away. And so we went. And it was the first year. This was 2006. It was the first year base World Baseball Classic was happening. And so we go. We got tickets to one of the games there. And it was absolutely electric. I mean, it was like a world series game and that's part of why i fell in love with it is just no matter when the game is if it's preliminary rounds if it's the semis whatever the crowds are electric because it's it is it's like the olympics there's a, an incredible amount of pride there's an incredible amount of uh just excitement in the game and you're like on the edge of your seat and it's what baseball should be and it's exciting and it's fun the entire game uh, and so it was a lot of fun. And so we went to, uh, the game in Anaheim. And one of my favorite things about it is we taped the game so that we could watch it when we got back. Uh, cause we're nerds like that, but we're, we were watching the game and Chipper Jones gets up to, to hit and Chipper Jones, one of my favorite players, uh, of all time. He was a switch hitter like I was. So very much a, a role model for me. And, uh, so he, is on that team and he we're sitting in right field and he, uh, if I remember correctly, is batting left-handed. And so he cracks one and it's one of those, it's one of those homers where, you know, like if you're a ball player at all, or if you've been around the game at all, like, you know, like as soon as it hits the bat, uh, it has that sound of it's gone. Like you just, you know, it's got that pop that like he didn't, he got all of it. And it, like my buddy and I like knew it as soon as it was hit, we're up cheering, we're excited. And so we watched the telecast later and we're like, okay, this is cool. Like we already know what happens. This is fun. Like, let's go to, let's go to, uh, Homer. And of course, like the camera angle changes as soon as he hits it to right field where it's going kind of, and it landed like maybe five rows behind us. And, but you can see on the telecast, like as soon as he hits it, as soon as that camera angle changes, my buddy and I are already up. Like we're already like cheering before the ball is even over the fence because it was one of those hits that you just knew as soon as he popped it. And like everybody around us is still sitting. And so you can clearly see us on the telecast up and cheering before everyone else. And it was great. It was so much fun. Uh, and it was just that, that whole series. I know USA didn't end up winning it, but it was a fun team to watch and, uh, was a fun experience. And so I just fell in love with the world baseball classic from that, uh, point forward. And just the guys that it's one of those things where it's not like the dunk contest, right. Where it, <laughs> nobody yeah. wanted to be in it, like everybody wanted to be in it. And like, yes, there's deals that they agree with their team not to play or whatever to prevent injury or like, there's, there's lots of th different things and machinations that go into it. But like, I love it because most guys want to be in it. And for me, that's really, really cool. Um, that that's when you know you've got a good thing going is when guys are are wanting to be in it and wanting to represent their country. Um, and I'm super excited about this year because we get to just see, I mean, just superstars from all over the world, it, and it's going to be 
really, really cool. So um, with that, let's get into some prognosticating here. That's, that's what we do. So um, first impressions, when you, uh, Logan, when you first kind of saw the rosters coming out, who's going to be in, some of the guys have dropped out over the last week and whatnot. Uh, but kind of first, like gut reaction, just seeing who all was going to be in it. Like, did you have a favorite jump out at you right away? Or did it, was it more like a, like, oh, I'm really excited to see this guy, this guy, this guy, like what were kind of your feelings as you started to see the rosters coming out? Well, I mean, honestly, it's kind of funny. Cause like, I, I mean, I, I was surprised by how quickly everybody joined uh on america's side i should say um i mean it was like in september of last season when we started hearing people uh joining and uh i was listening to an interview with paul goldschmidt and he said you know nobody wanted to be in the last time and i had to i felt like i had to beg i was begging to be back in and so mm -hmm. i was like and you don't and if you see like you know Paul Goldschmidt, he's not really someone who looks like he begs. He's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Seems and like so, a pretty even keel dude. Yeah, like, he's like yeah. like if he was in a party and he was the sole focal point, he would just be he'd crawl back into a shell. But <laughs> I mean so, I mean, but it was interesting to hear like all these guys so excited about it. And so uh the person who I was pleasantly surprised with was I guess, I mean I, I think Paul Goldschmidt, honestly, I think I was, and Nolan Arenado, especially like their competitors uh, and they want to win a world series probably more than anything, but they had so much fun at the world baseball classic. They're like, we gotta, we're, we gotta play this. So yeah. it's interesting to me. Yeah. I saw, I saw uh, Mookie Betts's comments too, about being able to play with trout. Cause he never, they mm. never get to play together and stuff like that. So things of that nature that are just really, really cool. Like the guys that never get to play together, these superstars that never get to play each other, even on all-star teams. Right. And, um, it, it's just, it's cool to be able to see like, they're, they're just as much fans as the game as we are. And they just enjoy the game as much as we do that. They want to, they want to play with their friends. They want to play with great players. They want to play for their country. And so it's really cool to see, uh, the different personalities of guys when they're not competing against each other, where they're getting to compete with each other for their country, yeah. uh, is a really cool, different dynamic. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm with you. Goldschmidt's a guy that I'm, I'm super excited to see. I'm excited to see trout. Um, obviously I'm, I'm excited to see just, just USA's lineup. I mean, it's just yeah. the, their hitting lineup Their Their pitching lineup probably isn't as great a, as it could be, but, um, their, their hitting lineup is just insane. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that all plays together and how the, they work their matchups and, and whatnot. Um, so USA definitely, as as the rosters were coming out for me, uh, USA was like, oh, like I'm I'm stoked, like USA could really win this thing again. And then I saw the Dominican Republic team <laughs> <laughs> coming out, and who all was on that team, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like yeah. it's just, it is absolutely stacked. Um, and uh, so I that just that was another team that I just saw. Uh, that I knew most of the players uh, that were that were on it, um, but this this year for me feels a little bit like uh, like one of the the teams that I keep harping on a little bit uh, and telling people to pay attention to is Japan. Yeah, because it's just 
they I, I'm getting the same vibes that we had the first two world baseball classics where it's like nobody really paid attention to them as much as they probably should have. And it's like, Hey, like other than in the United States, I mean, probably like you can make a very good argument. I think that Japan has the best baseball league in the world. Yeah. And so it's not shocking that their national team would be really good. Right. But it's, it is kind of that weird thing of like, obviously Shohei's there and Otani's getting a lot of the publicity, but um, I've seen quotes that he's not even maybe the top three player on that team and stuff like yeah. that. I'm just like, that's insane. Um, and so I think Japan's getting overlooked a little bit. I think there's some sneaky teams like Puerto Rico, Venezuela um, that could make some noise. Netherlands always seems to make a little bit of noise. Um, but uh, Cuba is always Great solid. Britain. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about Great Britain. Uh, like maybe, uh, may, like Israel was kind of like the Cinderella team that won a couple games that everybody's like, yay, Israel. And then they petered Got out. Crap. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, so I don't think I, so I think for me, there's three true contenders, um, before you get to like a second tier. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the three teams are, Dominican Republic, Japan, and uh, and USA. I mean, like, I mean, I was joking about Great Britain. I mean, there's nobody on there. I think there's one player, and he's kind of a spare player. Don't get mad at me, British people, but <laughs> fuck, fuck you. <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, yeah, and I, I think it, I think it, it's kind of like that uh, old Brad Pitt line from Moneyball. There's there's the good teams and then there's the bat, uh, there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's the rest of the league. So <laughs> I tweaked right. it a little bit, but <laughs> so I just, I, I think it's just, I mean, it's going to be fun. Uh, but I do think, yeah, Puerto Rico might have some, a little bit of push, but I don't think they have much Venezuela kind of. Yeah. Uh, Cuba. I think I was kind of surprised by how many good players they had too. Um, but going back to Japan, I'm really, I'm telling you, I've been saying this for the last couple of months, but you guys need to be looking at Munitaka Murakami. Mm -hmm. uh, he just broke the Japanese uh, home runs, single season home run record. I think it was, I think he hit 55. Okay. Um, they, they have a and, shorter, shorter season, I think. In yeah. Japan a little bit. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I'm 56. I'm sorry. And he's not even, I mean, he kind of looks like the Japanese version of Juan Soto. And I love that. Um, he's someone who I'm really excited about. Uh, Yoshinobi Yamamoto. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've heard of Ma uh, Masataka Yoshida. Those yep. guys I've Just heard of. With the Red Sox. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, yeah, that's right. That's how I knew of them. Uh, yep. So like all these guys, I'm really excited to see because I've heard nothing but great things about them. Because like, like you said, like, Otani is supposedly not even the best player on that team. Uh, we all know that Lars Newbar is the best player on that team. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, so, uh, so yeah, Japan is, I mean, honestly, I'm super excited to see what, cause they're going to be coming to M MLB soon. So yeah. Um, sorry. My light came on for some reason. Um <laughs> So it's it's going to be awesome to see these guys. So and I I'm just I'm expecting Japan to kick some major ass. So 
Yeah. I, I feel like they're just going to steamroll everybody and until the, the semis and, and finals and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so they got, they got two, let's do this. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the, um, the pools here. And here we go. Should have had this pulled up already here, but. Oh gosh. I forgot about uh, Adam's hatred for Lindor. <laughs> yes. So that very much came out uh, in our NL East yeah. episode. If you guys uh, want to jump on that episode uh, a couple weeks back, uh, our NL East episode, Adam was very animated about some of our uh, takes and some of the uh, people in our. Oh, he talked about it on his NL last uh, Inglorious Batters uh, episode yeah. for a little bit. And he said that he got mad that they he traded, got traded and signed a contract or i don't know <clears throat> what necessarily his problem was with frankie lindor but whatever <laughs> it's fine it's all right we'll we'll forgive him uh he did bring up a good point though i popped it up there uh about japan start they tear it up in the little league world series i yeah. do want to come back to that a little bit kind of uh in our uh three strikes and you're out segment at the end here which by the way totally did not lead with that totally forgot about it but as we're talking here y'all can put comments or anything down in uh in the comment section of youtube here and uh you can ask us questions you can comment yourself and we might uh get back at you or put you on blast or whatever the case may be uh for our three strikes and we're out to end the episode later so stick around for that um but he touched on Adam touched on something with Little League that made me think of something uh, that we'll talk about then. Anyways, uh, so let's do this. So there, there's four pools, right? A, B, C, D, and two teams from each uh, pool will make it into the quarterfinals, uh, and that's kind of so it's all uh, round robin play in in the first round here, and then the top two teams will move on to the quarterfinal pools. So let's just go pool by pool here and uh, pick who we think are going to be the two teams that advance in each pool. So we've got, we'll, we'll just go alphabetically here. Pool A, we've got Chinese Taipei, the Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and then a, a qualifier team, which I'm totally blanking on who that is right now. Um, shoot. Uh, hang on. Let's go back. And let's do this. Oh, there I, we go. I, Panama. <laughs> all right. Uh, I had the wrong list pulled up. Uh, all right. There we go. So Chinese Taipei, Pue, Chinese Taipei, the Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama. Who do you got coming out of that group? Two teams. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say Cuba. Right, in yep, Taipei. Yeah, Taipei. Yeah, Cuba. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna do uh, Cuba for that one. Yeah, Cuba, uh, Taipei, Netherlands, Italy, Panama. Oh, man, that one's that one's tough. Chinese Taipei is kind of a sneaky little one that could like, like kind of sneak in there. Um, I think Cuba's a lock. I mean, just just looking at their roster, I think they're a lock um, to advance. Um, man, I, I want to say Italy cause they've got some dudes on there too, but I just, I, I just don't see it. Um, so yeah. I'm going to take the Netherlands there. I think, really? um, they're just, they're just always solid. They're not like, 
they made a run a couple of times in the world baseball classic, but, um, so they're always kind of solid and the world baseball classic for me also, uh, puts a little bit of a spotlight on imperialism a little bit of <laughs> just, Hey, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of, um, uh, Caribbean guys on, uh, on the Netherlands team. What's going on with that? And cause of, <laughs> of, uh, Curacao, but, um, and then <laughs> Adam Painter, if Bruce Chen is on Panama, then I pick them. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, so I'm taking Cuba and Netherlands in that one. Let's let's move on to Pool B. I think we kind of know who's going to win that one. But we got Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic, which who knew Czech Republic had a team, right? But um, I think we're both in agreement. Japan's going to yeah. take that one. Yeah, they're, Japan. they're pretty, they're pretty much going to steamroll that one. You, but then who's, who's our second one? Who's yeah. our second one out of that one? Uh, oh man, I don't, maybe I'll, I kind of want to say Australia, but I feel like that's a little bit, I mean, I guess Korea, there's a couple of Korean players that are pretty good, right? Korea is usually really good too. Yeah. Um they're they're usually they're for me, they're like the Netherlands. They're they're solid, but they just they haven't won big or anything like that yet. Um yeah, man. I I I'm with you. I want to say Australia as well, just because I, I like Australia and I like I like their league down there, but um yeah, I don't think I can pick against Korea though. Yeah, it's, yeah, I kind of feel just on instinct, and no, it's not because of Tommy Edmund. Good lord, <laughs> I hate Tommy Edmund. Anyways, um, all right, so we got some some uh, guesses popping up in the comments too. Korea as well, Netherlands as well, uh, in those. Um, all right, Pool C. So this one's kind of the interesting one because I think this one's very much like uh, Japan running roughshod through. Uh, pool B. I think the yeah. same thing can be said of USA running through Pool C, but we've got Canada, Colombia, Great Britain, Mexico, and the United States. So I, th I think, yeah, we're in agreement. Um, we got USA steamrolling that one. I think they'll be fine. Um, I think uh, Wayno from your Cardinals is supposed to be going on he's Saturday. Starting game one. Yeah. yeah, he's starting game one uh, on Saturday. So very excited about that. I'm happy for him. But um, so I'm sure they'll they'll advance. And so then, man, it's it's this one's kind of a tough one, too, for me. So you got Canada, Colombia, Great Britain and Mexico taking the number two slot. Um. I'm looking at Canada's roster right now. It's the notables are Cal Quantrill. They're John pretty Adams, solid too. They got Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Uh, they have Tyler O'Neill, which will probably yeah. he'll probably get injured in the first swing of his Russell Martin. Oh, Russell Martin is a coach. I was gonna say he's got to be a coach. <laughs> he used like, to be on Team gosh. Canada. Yeah, but. right. Uh, and other than that, Team USA. I, I think we can all agree Team USA has the yeah. best hitting coach, right? For yeah, right. Griffey Jr. as their hitting whole, the coaching lineup or the coaching lineup is better than the probably better than the whole team. They could <laughs> our coaching lineup could probably beat Great Britain's actual lineup. And the worst player on the coaching lineup is the manager, so it's weird. <laughs> 
but uh, I think we're in agreement. Great Britain doesn't stand a chance. No. Um, um, I, I like, I do like, Adam brings up a good point. I do like Mexico's roster. Um, yeah. Urias uh, kind of anchoring that, that pitching staff as well. I think he's actually really underrated. Um, uh, man, Colombia's can usually be pretty solid. Canada's pretty solid. Nah, I don't know, man. I I think Adam, you convinced me. I'm I'm gonna go with Mexico. I'm, the pitching I'm gonna... they got Taiwan Walker, uh, Urquidy, Julio Urias, like you said, um, Austin Austin Barnes. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that's something that I love about the World Baseball Classic too is guys will play where like some of their ancestry is from or whatever, yeah. and you're just like, what the crap? Yeah. Like you had no idea. Um, so that, that's that's really fun too. Rosarina. I mean, they got a solid lineup too, but I, I oh Johan Duran also. Uh, not Johan, Joan Duran, Jaron Duran. Yeah, I, I think I think Mexico edges out Canada yeah, barely. I think I think it's the two, but Canada is going to make it interesting. I think. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we got this one's the most interesting to me in terms of pool play, because uh, you've got like the underdog Israel that could get hot, could jump in there. Nicaragua, who's a complete wild card, because we know nothing about them. Um, mm. You've got, but then you've got the three, the three like really good ones, right? Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela. Like this oh, pool always seems to beat each other up, right? So yeah. who's who are your two coming out of this one? I mean, number one has to be Dominican Republic, as we said. Um, man, I'm kind of on the fin. It's between Puerto Rico and Venezuela, right? Um, I I kind of want to say Puerto Rico, but I don't really know. Venezuela's lineup is. Uh, Pablo Lopez, Jesus Lazardo, Robinson Trinos, Omar Narvaez, Jose Altuve. Oh, they're always, shoot. They're always just Lu- solid, man. They're really Luis good. Luis Eduardo Escobar, Andres Jimenez. Man. Ronald Acuna, David Peralta, Anthony Santa- Santander, and Miggy. You know, yeah. I-, I like Venezuela. They're, they're really good, man. I... Uh, they're one of the ones that seems to, if memory serves, like they're the ones that always seem to kind of catch the bad end of the stick. Like they just always seem to just miss somehow, um, which which really sucks. I'd rather have them in it than anybody from Pool C. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, Puerto so Rico has uh, Mar- Martin Maldonado and... Uh... And Javier Baez, so that's going to be the shittiest team ever. <laughs> Puerto Rico is always good, though. They always find a way to to get into the mix of things. I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna agree with you. I which makes for bad radio, so to speak. But I, I think I'm gonna agree with you. I like Venezuela a lot. Um, Puerto it's very Rico, easy to agree with me. I'm always right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure everybody will agree with you on that point. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like, I like, I'll, I'll pull for Venezuela in that one. But, um, and then you've got pool. So pool play. So we've got our two that kind of advance all in there. If you, uh, the, the, um, screen that you're on, if you scroll down a little bit, you've got, uh, kind of who moves on to the next, uh, rounds there. So what's going to be really tough is pool C and pool D play each other in the quarters. Yeah. And that's going to be kind of sucky. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, 
like I get that they try to keep things fairly uh, regional for everyone. Um, so there's not like crazy travel, <coughs> everybody, but um, that's going to be really rough. So let's, let's take it to the quarterfinals there. Um, so then we've got uh, USA. Uh, let's say Mexico is kind of who we picked. We've got Venezuela and Dominican Republic. Um, so you've got two teams advancing from that. That's going to be a freaking dogfight. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really, really difficult uh, to advance from. Like I, I look at that one and I'm like, I, it's hard as, as a USA guy, right? Cause you're like, Oh, if you're not in the championship game, it's a failure kind of thing. Right. Like we, we, as, as American fans, we did it with basketball too. And the whole redeem team thing, but mm -hmm. like, we always think we should win. Right. We always expect to either be in the finals or to win the whole thing every single time. Um, and baseball is no different. And so, but I'm, I'm also a realist. I'm, I'm an optimist, but a realist. And so I will say, I don't know that I would be completely heartbroken if we didn't make it past the quarters because pool C and D those four teams that we just rattled off are really good. Um, so I'm still picking them. I still think they'll yeah. advance, but if they don't, I could understand it. So out of, out of those four teams, we've got USA, Mexico, Dominican Republic, and, uh, Venezuela. Who are you taking as the top two there? Yeah. I, I... Man. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's gotta be in the, so it would be USA versus Venezuela and then Mexico versus Dominican Republic. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically, yeah. Uh yeah, it's gonna be Dominican Republic and America. I I think uh I think Mexico is gonna be good, but it's not nearly as good as Dominican Rep Republic is gonna be. Um and and I don't think I think Venezuela is gonna give America a run for their money, but nothing too big. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think uh, can't stop Adam Wainwright. <laughs> I I hope he pitches well, man. I I really do. I know he's on on the down slope here, but uh, I like him. He's a good dude. Uh, so I I do hope that that he uh, pitches well and uh, is able to lead that staff. All right, so let's shift over to the quarterfinals on the other sides. So you've got Pool A, Pool B. Uh, so we've got uh, Cuba. The we kind of split on that one. So Netherlands or Chinese Taipei, um, and then Pool B we've got Japan and Korea. I think we finally landed on on that one. Um, who do we got the two teams coming out of that? So it would be uh, let's assume Japan against either one of our picks, Taipei or Netherlands, because I'm a, I'm assuming Cuba is going to take Pool A. Um, so yeah. if Japan against Taipei uh, or Netherlands. Uh, uh, let's say Netherlands. Uh, I would say Japan. Yeah, it has to be. It doesn't even matter, honestly. If yeah, playing that, the that's why I kind of put I, them together because I think, I, yeah, <laughs> I think we're, yeah, we're in agreement. Japan's going to steamroll them. Let's put all of them together and just put them against Japan, and they'd still win. So, okay, so then and then we've got Korea against Cuba, which I think would be a fantastic matchup. Um, I think they're pretty evenly matched there. So we're kind of splitting hairs. Who do you got? Man. 
I like Korea's pitching, it seems like, more than Cuba's pitching. But I like Cuba's uh, lineup more than I like Korea's. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Korea. Man. All right. So we'll split on that one. I th- I'm, I'm leaning Cuba on that one. Really? Um, what, I don't what, think. What got you there? I, I think it's what you say. I think, uh, I think hitting travels better, uh, so to speak. I think uh, that if I'm like, okay, it's, it's this strength versus this strength. For some reason, I tend to lean hitting. I don't have, uh, that's pr- purely anecdotal. I don't have actual yeah. proof or anything to yeah. back, that up, back that up. Um, but in, in tournaments like this, I feel like if you're hitting as good, if you're hitting as hot, um, same thing with it being in spring, which is something else we can talk about here in a minute. Um, it, it being in spring and before the season starts and guys aren't fully stretched out yet, guys aren't fully kind of in full season mode yet. I think that definitely benefits the batters more than the pitchers. Um, just cause the, like I said, yeah, the pitchers aren't stretched out yet. They're still kind of trying to find their groove and whatnot. Um, and you want so, yeah, this that, is playing for Cuba again. What's that? You want to Cespedes is playing for Cuba. So yeah, that's going to uh, be interesting. That'll be interesting. See, kind of see how I'm curious to see how he does. I did see that today, and um, yeah, kind of kind of curious to see how how he does. It sounds like he's been still playing pretty well overseas. So I don't know. I missed him. I love but, him. <laughs> he was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go. Uh, let's move on to the semifinals here. So we got the uh, quarterfinals winners. So quarterfinal one is going to be Japan. Uh, versus let's see if I do my matchups correctly here would be you had Korea or you had uh, Cuba and I had Korea, right? Correct. Um, but they'd be, they'd, oh, be in they'd be in semifinal two. Yeah. Cause Japan would be quarterfinal one. Oh, right. Um, Cuba would be quarterfinal two quarterfinal three would be, um, Dominican Republic and then quarterfinal four would be United States. So then the matchup would be Japan versus Dominican Republic for the semifinal. Uh, and then the other game would be Cuba or Korea against the United States for those semifinal matchups. Sorry, whoever's going against uh, the U S of a, <laughs> right i think i think that actually bodes well for us if if we uh if we get the kind of the if we win our matchups we win the quarterfinal matchups come in as the number one seed out of pool c that actually makes our our uh path a little bit easier i feel like so yeah um we wouldn't have to play japan or the dominican republic until the finals mm-hmm. um so I think I think USA takes that matchup. So they're they're on to the finals. Man, this is the this is the tough one, man. All right, Japan against Dominican Republic. Who do we got on that? I, I'm I, I'm still I think Japan wins the whole thing, honestly. And sorry, I, I know I'm jumping. I'm jumping I'm jumping ahead, but I, I I I you it's so hard. They are so good from top to bottom from uh you Darvish is pitching. Shohei Otani is pitching. Uh, Sanga, I believe, is pitching. I mean, there's I think, so I many think of these guys. Korean, isn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
I just said that too. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many guys. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't go against them. <laughs> All right. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, gosh, like I am blown away by the Dominicans uh, roster, but there's just, yeah. In the pit of my stomach, there's just that, like, I feel like it's Japan. Um, yeah, that's really tough. All right. So then we go championship, uh, in Miami, Florida, beautiful Miami, Florida on March 21st. Uh, we got the United States against Japan in the finals. Who do we got? Who's, who's the one at the end of the day? Are we, are we take, are we taking the Homer pick or are we taking our gut pick? You know, the last time that America was an underdog was back in 1776. And you know what? We've been... <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like in my heart I should be rooting for America, but I, I also, I kind of, you know what? Fuck it. America all the way. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. You hear that? <laughs> FBI and CIA. Don't come knocking on my door. I ain't no commie. <laughs> all right. I... Yeah, man, I am on that. I, I said it at the beginning of the show, kind of teasing it. Like, I just have this feeling in the pit of my stomach that Japan's going to take this whole thing um, for the third time. This will be their third time winning if they if they pull it out. Um, I just, man, I will I will root for the United States every freaking pitch. But, like, there's just something in me that's like, I think Japan's going to take it. So, yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean that way. I think I think Japan takes it at the end of the day, but man, I will I will root for our red, white, and blue uh till till they're gone, man. I mean it's <laughs> it'll be it'll be awesome. Yeah. Um all right, so you're not gonna make it out of the first round or something now. Oh my god, that would be terrible. That I yeah. would be heartbroken. Yeah, like if they don't make terrible. it out of pool C, then I'd be heartbroken. Yeah. But um, because there's there's no there's no way that that should happen. Um yeah. So, all right. So a couple things on, um, that we've kind of touched on, we kind of made our, our predictions here. Um, first pitch for the world baseball classic and is, is in about 15 minutes. Uh, so I want to try and get off of here before that so that everybody can go enjoy that. Um, I want to say one thing, uh, join us on Friday. That's our next episode of seventh inning stretch. Um, that will be, we'll have a couple of guests for that one. Uh, Darren from fat boy fadeaway is going to be on the show. Um, and then Susie from back that Astros up is going to be on that show. We're going to jump back into our divisional, uh, predictions for this season. Um, we've already done the national league. So now we're going to jump over to the American league, uh, and we'll be starting with the American league West, uh, and talking a little bit about the, uh, teams in that division, who we like, who we don't like players. We like potential, uh, picks for awards out of that uh division and all that jazz so that'll be fun uh josh edwards hopefully will be back for that um he's out tonight but uh join us on friday um and then as always you can check me out on uh baseball uh at baseball thinking on twitter but thinking baseball is the uh podcast for that We've got a new podcast again coming out. You can check out the uh, trailer here on YouTube for Facing the Giants uh, that me and Tyler McGurk will be doing. 
Um, and Logan, I don't have anything to pub for you yet other than Logan is the magic behind all of this that kind of happens. So uh, he doesn't have his own show because he's doing a great job making all of our shows great. Uh, he is the brains behind the uh, Facing the Giants trailer that made me want to run through a brick wall. So that was an amazing trailer. He did an amazing job for that. Um, Thank you. So that's kind of what we got going. So we're going to jump into our three strikes and you're out segment. Uh, so we are going to start with strike one and we kind of, uh, touched on it a little bit. We touched on little league earlier and this brought up, uh, a memory from this week that, uh, we uh, kind of got into a little bit of a Twitter conversation, um, about young, uh, young mm. people in, um, situations like that we'll say so i uh actually did an episode on thinking baseball about the little league world series and some uh different i had a guest on who is a uh, high school baseball coach and we talked a lot about the little league world series because it was around that time and just some of the pressures on on that young and whatnot and some of the exposure for people that young but this week i saw the thing about um i'm totally blanking on his name now um but a ball Sounds. player that is What's that? Salas was the Padres prospect. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a Padres prospect, but he's 16 years old. And I get the I get the context. So don't get me wrong. This is not um uh, I, I'm not trying to be the white guy up here trying to tell people from other countries what to do. That's not what that's not my <laughs> motivation here at all. But there's something about um a 16 year old giving being given millions of dollars and get, getting sent to professional baseball. Um, that just doesn't quite sit right with yeah. me. Like I, I get the context and I get the, um, the reasons I get the reasons behind it. Like those areas of the world are just incredibly poor. I get it. It's their ticket. They get to get out of there. I understand it. It provides for their family exponentially more money than they've ever seen. I, I get all the parameters of it. I can't imagine being in that situation. Totally get it. But there's something about me that feels like we need to do better. And we being MLB yeah. Um, in terms of, well, why are we, why do we have the system set up? to where a 16 year old feels like he has to go to a foreign country mm. to make millions of dollars to support his family. Um, that just, that just doesn't sit right in my stomach as a dad. I have six kids. So I, I, as a dad, that just really irks my stomach. Um, and I think that there's a, a broader conversation that could be had, um, Logan, when you saw that this week, cause you kind of jumped in on that conversation a little bit, like what were, what were kind of some of your feelings, some of your thoughts with that whole situation? Well, yeah, it is kind of, I mean, I, I definitely get where you're coming from and I do understand, like, I think the whole thing is culture though. Cause I mean, a 16 year old being given like millions of dollars to play commit to baseball now in in america is is kind of frowned upon it kind of it feels like it's going into some child labor laws a little bit and but for like uh i don't remember where his name was ethan sales and he was given 5.7 million dollars uh signing bonus and i think it was one of the products of the uh international draft if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. um <clears throat> 
which all those some of the rules have changed with international drafting and whatnot, but yeah, not not necessarily for the better in all the ways. And uh, yeah. Adam brings up a good point, and this was one of my frustrations with it: is it it does it feels icky? It feels yeah. like a form of human trafficking because they don't have another option. Like they they do it out of necessity. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that definitely is. Uh, an issue it kind of like ex exploitation on america's part and it it does kind of feel like it's borderline slavery and i don't want to like totally uh blow that term out of proportion but it does feel like that so i'm not sure because at the same time they're putting the kid into the draft he's but he needs to be put in that but then they're kind of exploiting it but they did pay him enough so it's like i kind of go back and forth like it yeah it, i'm not sure where you would begin and i know that you were kind of talking about doing like baseball schools kind of in a way or something where there's a middle ground between high school and or not high school but their school and like something that where they can learn something besides baseball yeah, if I'm for, for sure. I feel, yeah, I feel like, um, the, honestly, this is a bigger conversation too, but I feel like there is an element of the steroid issue as well in all of mm. this, uh, <clears throat> is, that's kind of hidden in all, in all of this too. But yeah, like my, my kind of idea and like, there's, there's lots of moving parts. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't pretend to have it all figured out, but the like you've known me long enough now to where it's like yeah i'm gonna try and find the middle ground like what what's best yeah. for everyone kind of path and so i i get it, it might be one of those things where it's like okay you can draft the rights to this player maybe mm -hmm. um but they but they stay home and they stay in uh they stay close to family and maybe there's uh, like academies set up to where it's like, yes, you are training to become a baseball player, but we're going to teach you how to survive here. We're going to teach you how to better your family. We're going to teach you how to manage your money. We're going to teach you how to like all these different things that could be helped so that they're just not for lack of a better term, kind of thrown to the wolves, like not, not speaking a leak, a lick of English and having to figure out uh kind of this completely foreign, uh, country foreign concepts foreign i mean just uh, so much that's foreign to them and i get that that happens no matter what uh trade you're in if you move to another country i get it <laughs> uh yeah. but it's a little bit different when you're 16 years old um and so that that to me is like all right is there any way like i know there's um I know former some former ball players have been good about like setting up baseball academies and stuff like that in other countries uh, and whatnot. So I know that things like that uh, exist. Um, it would it'd be really nice if MLB got kind of behind that and kind of started to support that and and kind of help build that up. Uh, very similarly to how I feel like they should uh, how they should treat. I mean, baseball in inner cities, even like with their RBI program that they used to have and whatnot. So it's, it's really, Adam brings up an interesting point. I'll, I'll pop it up here, but at 16, you could very well only be three years away from the big leagues. Quickest maturation process going through the minor league system really has gotten better. I do agree that the minor yeah. league system has got exponentially better, like in, in the last few years, especially. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely agree with that. I don't know that I agree necessarily. I'd push back a little bit in terms of the quickest maturation process. Cause I mean, you're, I feel like that could still be taken care of at home. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're, you are playing, especially in like an academy type setting. Uh, you are playing against elite talent still. Um, I think that that uh, isn't as big of an issue. Um, but even though the minor league system has gotten a lot better, those guys need it too, even from the United States. Mm. I mean, those guys need that, that time too, to be at home and to learn and to grow and to like, I'm, I am, uh, much more of a proponent and let, I mean, shoot, letting their bodies mature. I yeah. mean, just like you're at 16, 17, 18 years old, you're not fully grown yet. No. Um, and, and so letting, um, letting your body adjust and develop and, and whatnot. Like I'm, I'm a, uh, a bigger fan of not, uh, drafting high school players either. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big thing for me that that's, that's, it's a complicated thing. I don't, like I said, I don't figure uh, that I have it all figured out. There's just some things that really strike me wrong about it, but, um, any other, any other thoughts on that before I, I move on. Well, it says he was born in Kissimmee, Florida, so I'm not sure. But I know he's he grew up in Venezuela, so I'm not I'm not even sure how that whole thing works out. But yeah, I mean, like I would like I definitely like the idea of players um, learning how to manage money. I always feel like once you're a kid and you get paid all this money, you lose it so much quicker because you never learn how to. And then you're like 60 years old and you're homeless and it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of a sad thing. But I, I think honestly, I think America needs to get better on, on treating their minor leaguers better uh, 100%. because they get paid what $30,000 a year, but they have to pay for their own motel travel expenses. They have to pay for their bags and all this shit. And then they're, I mean, they're really just holding on until uh, the big leagues call them up. So I think there's a lot of issues going there. So, uh, but I think Venezuela needs to catch up too. And, but I mean, that's a whole thing too. So, yeah. I mean, it's lots, lots of moving, lots parts. of, mo yeah, lots of moving parts. Uh, I mean, so sorry, that wasn't really a oh, ray yeah. of sunshine after talking in WBC, but no, no. <laughs> something yeah. that popped up in, in my mind and something that I saw this week, anything yeah. that popped up, uh, in the last few days for you, uh, for strike two today that, uh, whether it's WBC or something that you saw in terms of news or anything like that, um, that kind of stuck out to you this week. Uh, well, we only have what five minutes left. Yeah. So, um, Quickly, I just I, I keep seeing this, and every year I always make a post, and every year I feel like it's super tedious. Uh, and I think you've seen you saw the, this, but uh, listen, spring training is not a competition of winning. Okay, people, I need you guys to understand this. I saw someone posting, "Oh, the Brewers suck because they lost to the Rockies and the Athletics by like ten points." Oh. Uh, uh, Wilson Contreras hasn't hit a home run or he hasn't gotten a hit yet. Oh my gosh, we're, it's, we're doomed. Oh, Adam Wainwright is not throwing at 76 miles an hour. He's only throwing at 75. I'm like, listen, <laughs> people, no one gives a shit about the spring training. They like the only people who oh. care are the fans. But like when you're an established player, you 
do not care. The pitchers are only worried about getting the ball into the strike zone where they want it to be. Yep. Hitters are only worried about getting their um, swing in effect. And um, not even that. Did you see the guy? That was the other thing that I wanted to touch on, and this goes into it perfectly. Did you see the guy who's getting up there and he's walked like half the time because he's not allowed to swing? Oh, really? So, no. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm blanking on who it was, but he gets he's he gets up there. He is not allowed to swing because he's injured, but he's in there so that he can start tracking pitches and getting used to taking his stride and like just all those sort of things that go into hitting other than swinging the bat. Pitchers huh. know yeah. that he's not supposed to swing. Uh, Granky was pitching to him. And of course, Granky's weird. So yeah. he threw it up there at like 55 miles an hour. And which is not what the guy's there for. Yeah. <laughs> and Granky knew that. Yeah. Um, but so he's up there and, but he was like four for eight on walks. Like yeah. half of his, half of his um, appearances have been walks uh, because he's just standing up there and just trying to track and like, so yes, I'm with you. It's, it's a joke. Like it's not, yeah. well, I shouldn't say it's a joke. They are working yeah. on specific things. Yeah. But. It's more of a, it's more of a, just a mechanical thing. Uh, it's training. It's training for the season. Training. You are, it's literally in the title guys, like he, literally in the title. Cranky, the people's champ. I can't stand Zach Cranky. I cannot stand Zach Cranky. Only people who care about spring training are prospects trying to make an opening day spot, but that's yep. it. That's, that's it. They are trying to show that they can like Jordan Walker. He's been plowing the ball. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's, been an amazing to see that but i mean it's cool to see like the minor leaguers play but like that's about it and that's all that's all we need to see we don't need to yeah. see like like stop taking it too seriously and i know i'm gonna have to come back next year and people are gonna be like <laughs> we're gonna have Ooh. to say it all over again it's, it's well people have extra bullshit. ammo this year because the new rules and stuff too so yeah. it's just ridiculous but yeah. i'm and i'm so, with you it is literally in the title guys spring training uh, also training. sorry one quick thing the the pitch clock thing. I know you talked about it a little bit, but the players are not going to be having this issue in the World Series. I promise you that. That's what <laughs> right. spring training is for. They're going to practice it, and then they're going to get more accumulated as the season goes on. The game is not going to end. The world a game seven is not going to end in a pitch uh, a pitch clock violation. Yeah. It's, it's, they're gonna, they're definitely, they're going to be paying attention during that. So for sure. All right. Last, last thing that we'll touch on and then we'll get out of here. Strike three. Um, I saw a picture today, uh, that just got me thinking, uh, it made me excited for team USA, but it was a picture of Ken Griffey jr. And, uh, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout just hanging out, talking shop. Right. And, uh, was just really cool to see those three guys. And I'm like, Holy crap, is there a better outfield that I've seen in my lifetime than in that picture? Um, like if you've got those three guys in their prime, in their uh in their positions, I mean, obviously, like one of them would have to move, but <laughs> if you had those three guys as your outfield, those are probably three of the best players I've seen in my lifetime playing the outfield position. And so it got me thinking, like it was a goat type picture, right? So it got me thinking who in your lifetime, Logan Stone, is if you had to pick, we're not going all time here, just in your yeah. lifetime that you've seen, who are your three outfielders? In my lifetime, outfielders. I mean, Griffey, yeah. Trout, yeah. 
Mookie gets the cut, right? Like I feel super bad. Mookie gets the cut if you put somebody else. <sighs> yeah, in. Yeah, you have to cut Mookie just because. You know what? He's a second baseman. Okay. He's not an <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but I mean, part of me wants to say Larry Walker. I know instantly who mine is. Who's yours? Uh, mine's Barry Bonds. Like oh, I, fuck. I don't, I don't give a yeah. flying rip about steroids. Like that's a completely yeah. different conversation. He right. is the greatest outfielder I've seen in my life, other than maybe Griffey. Yeah, yeah, Barry Bonds. Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head for some reason. There's other guys that I really, really loved, but probably wouldn't put like, like goat status, right? Like I loved yeah. watching like Jim Edmonds play. Yeah, uh, Jim Edmonds, but I just and he and he's a solid bat, but he's not gonna like he's not. If he's it was not strictly if guys. it was strictly defense, yeah, he would have to be up there. But I'm, I mean, I, Larry I Walker's like, a good one. I like Larry Walker. Yeah, um, trying to think of some other guys that. I grew up watching, but no, those are, those are my three. Like I felt bad. Cause I'm like, I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, okay, Barry Bonds has got to be in there. Damn it. I got to cut Mookie. And yeah. you bring up a great point. He's a second baseman. We'll just scoot <laughs> him in a little bit. He, he can play, he can play the shift. He can play, yeah. <laughs> he can play that deep, that deep second base position. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like there's, there's somebody, but Niger Morgan, you're welcome. Oh no, stop it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, folks, that is uh, our show for today. That is seventh inning stretch for today. That is strike three. And if Logan is ready to send us off here, give me a thumbs up. And oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, join us Friday as we resume our uh, picks and prognostications on our uh, American League West. And with that, strike three, we are out. Live long and watch some damn baseball. Yeah.